Alleluia, Christ is risen. Alleluia, alleluia. Please be seated. It is a joy to worship this day, this holy day, this Easter Sunday with you all. It is a joy to see your families with you, and it is uh, definitely a happy Easter. Mary Oliver wrote regarding the Eucharist, regarding communion, regarding the bread and wine that we take at the Lord's table. She wrote, I don't need to know what happens to the bread and wine to experience the oceanic love of God that I feel when I receive it. Any more than a newborn needs to know their mother's name and address to see and feel the adoration in her gaze. There is immeasurable love here. There is immeasurable love in Christ's birth, death, resurrection, and ascension. So I say the very same thing about resurrection that Mary Oliver said about the Eucharist. We do not need to know the technicalities. We can dwell in the mysteries, even as we experience, even as we recognize the oceanic amounts of mercy and grace of God's love. Even as we recognize and hear our names spoken like Mary's on this Easter morning, hear our names whispered with certainty and love, with promise and presence by the resurrected one. God speaks to each of us as he makes us wrote the poet Rilke, then walks with us silently out of the night. These are the words we dimly hear. You sent out beyond your recall, go to the limits of your longing, embody me, my friends. Let everything happen to you, beauty and terror, just keep going, because no feeling is final. Don't let yourself lose me. Nearby is the country they call life. Give me your hand. Our deepest awareness of ourselves and of Christ, our deepest understanding of the resurrected one, is when we know that we are deeply loved by Jesus Christ and have done nothing to earn or deserve it. It is a gift. It is a gift for our living. God loved us into being, risking everything, became one of us, risking everything, suffered because of us, risking everything, and then loved us back to life by resurrection. 
Madeline Lingle wrote, if I affirm that the universe was created by the power of love and that all creation is good, I am not proclaiming safety. Safety was never a part of God's promise. Creativity, yes. Safety, no. And all creativity is dangerous. To write a story or paint a picture or say a prayer is to risk failure. To love someone is to risk that you may not be loved in return or that that love will fade. But love is worth it. Love is worth that risk. And so is birth. So is our life. So is hope. So in, in, in previous years, I've, I've quoted a, a well-known poem about hope by Emily Dickinson. And I, I always loved this, this poem of hers and the, these, these lines. Hope is a thing with feathers that perches in the soul and sings the tune without the words and never stops at all. And yet after these years of pandemic, I've stopped thinking of hope like that. Really. I, they're beautiful words. But I've begun to think of hope more like Matthew at Crow's Fault, who says, people speak of hope as if it is this delicate, ephemeral thing made of whispers and spider's webs. It's not. Hope has dirt on her face, blood on her knuckles, the grit of pavement in her hair, and just spat out a tooth as she rises for another go. Hope has grit, which we need. As Sloan Coffin reminds us, by all appearances, it is a Good Friday world. But by the light of Easter, we can discern a yes, but. Yes, fear and righteousness, indifference and sentimentality kill. But love never dies. Not with God, not with us. The Easter message says that all the tenderness and strength that on Good Friday we saw stretched out on the cross, all that beauty and goodness is again alive and with us now, not as a memory that inevitably fades, but as an undying presence in the life of every single one of us, if we would only recognize it. Christ's resurrection promises our own resurrection. For Christ is risen pro nobis, for us, to put love in our hearts, decent thoughts in our heads, and a little more iron up our spines. Christ is risen to convert us not from life to something more than life, but from something less than full life to the possibility of 
full life itself. As the church fathers wrote, the glory of God is humanity fully alive. Easter has less to do with one person's escape from the grave than with the victory of seemingly powerless love over loveless power. I have seen the Lord is the oldest Easter sermon in church history. Mary ran to the disciples to utter it, to proclaim it on Easter, that first Easter morn. I have seen the Lord. And today, so many years later, we say it again. Mary, her friends, Jesus' disciples, his family, had been through torment and anguish, and Jesus had suffered cruelly and descended into hell, and for all they knew, he was still there. But he did not stay there. To remind us that we will not stay there either, ever. And that quote often attributed to Winston Churchill might actually be an original J.C. quote. If you are going through hell, keep going. Just keep going. We know a little bit about that after these years that we have lived through. And we come today to say again that we see the risen Lord in each other, in the hope, in the love, in the mercy that we share with each other. And we remember that the fear of death is the province of those who do not believe in resurrection. We are reborn with Christ in his resurrection. And so I pray today that the church, that we, that I may be resurrected in the way of humility. As Sarah Held Evans says, may the church, may we, may I be resurrected in the way of curiosity. May the church, may we, may I be resurrected in the way of mercy. May the church, may we, may I be resurrected in the way of service. May the church, may we, may I be resurrected in the way of wholeness. May the church, May we, may I, be resurrected in the way of the cross. May the church, may we, may I, be resurrected like Jesus. And finally, may the church, may we, may I, be resurrected by love. Alleluia, alleluia, alleluia. Amen.